So how, on God's gray earth, did this And this Become this. Detours and Outliers, the podcast where we take a closer look at that one album in an artist's discography that sticks out like a sore thumb. It may be their best album, it may be their worst album, but either way, it's the one album where the artist was so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Uh, this week on the panel, we have Logan Renard, Matthew Marr, and my name is Scott Livingston. This is our special 20th episode Woo. so we are doing an episode that we have been uh, teasing for a long time <laughs> <laughs> and to do that we have a, a special guest heather hawes the uh vocalist and lyricist for the melodic goth metal band <laughs> ground above zero say hi heather hello and apparently the special guest brought a special guest so why don't you introduce <laughs> your special guest i brought my drummer uh he can count to four, and he drove me here. So this is Kelly Prestridge. You may remember Kelly from the the album on Prince's news album from a couple weeks ago. But he's he's back, and um, he's got stuff to say. Yeah, Heather made me come. I he didn't, he uh, drives me and brings hi. me wine. I bring her wine. There you go. Thanks for having so, us back. Since we're we're digging into this week, the album Time by Fleetwood Mac. So let's just start right out. How much better is this than Rumors? Seven times better? Eight times better? I'm thinking it's eight times better than Rumors. How much better than Rumors do you think this album is? Timeless. It is, it is timeless. Timeless. Okay. Now we can check that one off the list. Okay. Um, 0.07 times better. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, yeah. You're talking to my heart. <laughs> I, I don't think it's ever fair to compare uh, any albums to Rumors. But that's just my opinion. Uh, time is time is its own. Is it its on own your side? Special thing, not not on my side. <laughs> you got a whole bunch of these you can only use once, Scott. You're well, you know, on that, yeah, I say you're burning through them really fast. You're burning them at the top. <laughs> 
we've we've been scheduled and rescheduling this album for a while, so I've I've been working on this one for some time. Uh, I'll be doing that all night. What? No, no. <laughs> Beep that, Matt. So I guess we should. What makes this different from your average Fleetwood Mac album? Well, initially you would think that it's the lineup. Yes. But no, that isn't true. There ha- have been over 12 members of Fleetwood Mac, not just like guest folks, but members of Fleetwood Mac. Um, and they just, people come and go. It's been happening since they, actually, the, the first member of Fleetwood Mac was Peter Green. And he did a, um, a single by himself and named it Fleetwood Mac after his favorite rhythm section. And then recruit started to recruit Mick uh, Fleetwood and John McVie, and John said no, so he wasn't even an original member. <laughs> so what you're saying is if I want to hire a rhythm section, I should just record it by myself and name it after them. Yes. That sort of forces them <laughs> yep. to be in my band. Okay. Yes. Well, at least one of them. Yeah. <laughs> at least one. <laughs> Eventually. Because I, I don't think a lot of people realize that before Fleetwood Mac was a mega successful transatlantic co-ed rock band, they were a um, male-only British blues, blues band, band right. of less renown. Not less renown. Not obscure, but less renown. Right. So much like you know when the Van Halen lost Sammy Hagar or Genesis lost Phil Collins, they figured well. We've replaced before. We can replace again. And so they replaced with, um, who did they replace them with? Gary Sharon. Gary Sharon. (laughs) Gary Sharon. Ray Wise. Or Ray Ray Wilson. Ray Ray Wise is the guy who played Leland Palmer. Well, that that Fleetwood Mac, the first incarnation there, the blues band, they were really really good. There's no doubt about it. But it's very, very different than their, um, you know, their... their, uh, uh, Buckingham Knicks lineup. Yeah, yeah they're the, the stuff that people totally. know. Not enough fighting. The, uh, the, the Melvins do a fantastic cover of uh, the Green Man Alicia with the two prong crown. And and so, you know, with a new lineup, they, I'm sure they changed their sound completely again. So they went from blues to rock to. Um, um, C- country, maybe? Time. Well, uh, both Becky Bramlett and um, what's his name? Bobby. Bobby Bernal. Right. There, there's two members of this band who have two B's in their name, and it gets confusing. There's, <laughs> it, it, there's it, Becca, who's the daughter of Donnie and Bellani. Donnie and, yeah, Donnie and, and Bonnie, then there was the guitar Delaney player, Bonnie. who's uh, Delaney and Bonnie. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Burnett, <laughs> who also went on to have a country career after that. And then there's uh, Dave Mason, who you may know from uh, the song "We Just Disagree." Traffic. Traffic. Oh, and traffic. Yeah, and also yeah. the band Traffic. Right? Yeah, but I was going to say, if you listen to this, you will more likely think of We Just Disagree, because, yeah, he's not bringing the traffic. Well, this, this definitely explains the kind of country flair of this it album. Well, both of them, actually, they didn't, they didn't fall into Fleetwood Mac um, on accident. They both played um, in Mick's side project, Zoo, on his... Uh, what is it? I'm me album, uh, and so they were kind of already in his in his little musical world when Stevie and and Mick got into the big fight over uh, 
over a song and who gets to claim it for their compilation album they were working on. Silver Spring was the song. Wow. And she said, okay, I'm done. I'm, this is the, we've fought over this song since I wrote it. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and Mick saying, you know, hey, I've had a guitarist that got kidnapped by a cult while I was on tour. So you can throw your little tantrum and I can <laughs> replace you. I can replace anybody. And, and here we are at, yes. with Becca. Becca. <laughs> Becca and Dave. Indeed. So this came out in like the mid-90s, October 95. of 95. Yeah. So mm-hmm. right before Clinton started, you know, paving the way for the inevitable Fleetwood Mac we remember and like reunion. Actually, that happened before. And everybody was like, oh, we're going we're gonna to get back together. The Fleetwood Mac is going to happen. And they... And Lindsay and Stevie said, yeah, no. And Christine had already sworn off touring at that point. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing to keep in mind, that although Christine appears on this album... <laughs> it is in protest. <laughs> it, 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 it is fairly obvious that Christine's stuff was recorded... It's, it's essentially a Fleetwood Mac album with a bonus Christine EP. She, she's a hologram Christine. She, she refused to be on the album. Her contract said you have to be on the album. And she said, fine, then I'll record it separately from everybody else. Yes. And you can definitely hear the, uh, her less than, less than my favorite performances out of Christine on this. Cause when you're forced to do music, you could tell. <laughs> yeah. But they are the only performances that, well, say sound like Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> they are bad point. Fleetwood yeah. Mac, uh, but at right. least a Fleetwood Mac. It, this is, this is, I think the reason this is an outliner, outlier, not necessarily because of the lineup, but really because it's the Fleetwood Mac country album. There you go. Only without the the hats and the right, pedal steels right. and, and the good country music. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, and every good country album has a, a what five minute long spoken word bit by the drummer. About, Am I well, right? Yes. God. Yes. So. The, the production on this is very like kind of modern country of of when yeah, it was recorded. Yeah, country. It's, it's very that. Even though you know that's one of the things that uh, Fleetwood, you know, uh, post Peter Green Fleetwood Mac mm-hmm. is famous for this kind of like uh, polish, polished. Uh, uh, it's the cocaine production, you know, <laughs> yeah. Steely Dan thing. Yeah, well, that was um, the seventies, and it that's was... kind of their thing. Yeah, but this one is is. Uh, Weirdly different from that. I mean, still pretty hi-fi, but in a yeah. very particular. It's shiny in a new 90s and different country way. way. Yeah. I think it does. It it pairs better with mix solo projects. It sounds very. It, it is really a Mick Fleetwood solo project that was misnamed Fleetwood Mac, thinking maybe we can get some album, better album sales out of it. Well, that's it, it didn't work. It no. did not work. <laughs> it did not work. Well, much like that Velvet Underground album where no one but replacement Doug Ewell was on it, it might have fared better had it not the expectations and... Is that uh, nice. the Jerkin' Off Skyscrapers album? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you've seen the cover, that's it. You know exactly what we mean. I, I'm not going to Google that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm always disappointed. There's no jerking off skyscrapers song on the album. Of- well, Lou Reed would have written that song, and mm-hmm. Lou was not there. Nobody was there, which is the problem. Yeah. Well, do we want to go through this album blow by blow? Fuck, it blows all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. This I mean, is this I is you. you know, it's a good Jeff Beck album. <laughs> it's a great Jeff Beck. 
We'll talk about a bad Jeff Beck album later. Um, we'll start with Talking to My Heart, written by Billy Burnett, Deborah Allen, and Raffi Van Hoy. Imagine you're uh, doing a rom-com in the late 90s and you wanted to have a <laughs> Up Where We Belong by Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warren's on the soundtrack, but you, you couldn't, couldn't afford, afford it. it. <laughs> this is what you buy. Exactly. I think that's, yep. that's what we got here. So Yikes. when, as I did growing up, I would do at least a weekly venture out to the record store and always be dig through the Fleetwood Mac section because you know I was constantly replacing my vinyl with tape and then my tape with CD and then my CDs with vinyl. And so <laughs> I didn't even know this album existed. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I get the CD, I take it home, I sit kick back to read the liner notes while I listen, as one does, <laughs> and imagine my horror when this song comes on. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> did you buy it originally in 95 or when did I, you first? Yes. So, yeah. so you were looking forward to a new Fleetwood Mac. I didn't know there was one. The, the, <laughs> yeah, there was like yeah. no promotion of this album. I didn't know it existed. But when you sat down to, but re- when I sat like, down oh, to listen and I, was, and I immediately <laughs> tore through and I'm like, who the hell is that singing? Oh, and I unfortunately ran into Becca's little posting in there, a little, her little thing she wrote about, what a huge Stevie Nicks fan she was. And I just, I didn't, yeah, it didn't Well, well. she's doing a good job of making Stevie Nicks look, look good. good. She <laughs> is. She is. And I was just like, oh, honey. <laughs> if you had to compare this with other artists, who would you say it sounds similar to? Um, it's very, I mean, it's not even like country country. It's, it's. Very bland. Country. I th- that was the first note I wrote was the word bland three times. Garth Brooks or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, something. Chris rare. Gaines. Yeah. Not Garth Brooks. Chris, Chris Gaines. Gaines. It's definitely a Chris Gaines. Sound. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's it's nineties country without the country. Is. Which is what Chris Gaines is. I in, another thing I noticed, I almost every song except for the spoken word sounds like it was written to be performed at a wedding. It did. I I I was listening to it again this morning because um, I hate myself and <laughs> I, I walk downstairs and I'm like I, I hear the opening to a song and I'm it sounds like like you said romantic comedy but I'm like some of these songs sound like an intro to a sitcom you like go. you know what I mean this sounds like an 80s sitcom intro and I and you could Growing Pains yes. or Family Ties. Be, yes, or, exactly. It'd be funny if all the song titles were like Meet Cute Montage. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> you know. Rain Scene. Yeah, Rain Scene. Yeah. I would. Running to the airport scene. You could at least call it a two. concept album there. There you go. 
See? Well, you know, and Just sitcom music table. usually only lasts, what, about 45 seconds for the yeah. intro? Yeah, just long enough to read all and, the and names. Which would explain your bland. It's like we've got the same riff happening the entire time and yeah. nothing As, as we're changes. listening to yeah. these, it's like we're listening to them for like, like a 45 loop. seconds yes. a minute. Mm-hmm. There's like... Four or five more minutes to some of these songs, and if you stopped and fast forwarded like it, two minutes, you would swear that you just hit the missed. pause button. <laughs> yes, <it's laughs> you know. Exactly. Well, that was a, a, a problem in the '90s. Is CDs now could hold a lot more sound than vinyl could, so everyone had to make albums that were at least you know 69, 70 minutes long. You know, you know, I've talked about that before with the vinyl, where they, you know, you put your singles up front. So, you know, the singles are usually first, second, or third on a side. And then, you know, when they're dubbed to CD, it's like, man, why are all the good songs, like, always track, like, seven and eight? And it's like, well, that's the... And then you put all the Ringo stuff, all the filler to eat up the rest (laughs) of the stuff, (laughs) like, you know, before you get to the label, because it doesn't sound as good. And and you need to, you know, kill kind of an odd interval of time. Yeah. And I think when they started, I think... In the 90s, when people started making albums for CD and not having the concern of that yeah. sort of thing, not composing the album around that those limitations, I think that albums used to just be like two or three singles and then like 12 other filler things. Right. I really, I mean, I saw that happen and I was like, why is there so much bad, not even interesting crap on here? It's because they don't have any, you know, There's no physical, reason not to stop them, you know, yeah. limitations to how this needs to be arranged. And so, but they, you know, they're still expected to turn in, you know, 40, 50 minutes of music. Yeah. And, and, and some turned in a lot more than that. This, this might be a really extreme example of. I'm that. sure this album has been reissued <laughs> on vinyl, though, right? I, I'm sure I can get it. I, I hope not. I, yeah, I don't think I've seen that, actually. Wouldn't want to waste the vinyl. Give it another 20 years. There it's you a, go. It's a, creepy, a re- it's a creepy resurgence. person that It'll be was excited that this came out on vinyl. Now that, that Linz, Lindsay's out of the band again, you know, mm-hmm. who knows how long before Becca and Dave are back. Yeah. Any minute now. You know, they, you know, they keep saying they're going to do an album you know, as their tour, maybe it'll be time. And the, the oh. Tom Petty guys, the guitar player. Yeah, now, right? Mike Campbell's in there, so he's. I don't know still... if Becca and, Becca and and I don't know if she's available. I mean, they went and they left. They left Fleetwood Mac. They weren't removed from. They left Fleetwood Mac to go pursue their own band thing. Yeah. Well, and you know that's been. Yeah, which is why you hear yeah. Becca on the radio all, all the Maybe time. you do. I don't listen to country radio. I don't radio. either. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she comes from country royalty, so they had to give her, you know, yeah. well, nobody musical heard, royalty. Nobody heard her on this album either. So, <laughs> Was this recorded in Los Angeles? Uh, yes. Probably. Uh, yes, it I was would. just wondering if maybe they went out to Nashville or something. No. No. Now, yes. Mick, um, yeah, no, actually, um, the guitarist was living with in mixed bungalow and he said i can't find any other guitarist to be on this album would you do it <laughs> well <laughs> kind of out of obligation <laughs> that's that's how fleetwood mac operates is they all right. live together but usually it's more romantic than yeah. that not anymore yeah do do not move into mick fleetwood's bungalow he will make you be on a bad album <laughs> well shall we move on to the next track what do we got here can't wait it's a. Uh, Hollywood, one of the Christy McVie songs. The bright lights of the city are starting to wear. 
seems like there's a lot of cocaine involved in the making of this, too. Yeah, but they're used to the cocaine. The cocaine doesn't have the kick it used to. Yeah, that's exactly what this sounds like. Well, there's no actually. Stevie to bring the cocaine in, so yeah. so they're just yeah, residual <laughs> coke, right? Residual off the amps. There's plenty of it. Well, I'm sure these songs were not recorded in Ocean Way or anywhere near. No. Yeah, well, Ocean Way is big time studio. Oh, at, yeah. le- at least this song had a little more melodic kick to it. It did. And that it, you did know, sound like Fleetwood Mac's rhythm section. It did sound. It did. And, and, and even and, with Christine there, it mm-hmm. was, yeah. yeah. It was co-written by her uh, her second husband, mm-hmm. Eddie Quintella. Quintella. Yep. Do we know anything about him? We know nothing about Eddie. Okay. But I, it, I have Wikipedia. There you go. Oh, oh. There you go, babe. That's <laughs> the, why I brought the oracle you. <laughs> of yeah. the... So yeah, this was uh, better. Oh, not great, but... Uh, Better. 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 But then again, I think it also, by harkening back to old Fleetwood Mac, it just captures in relief how un-Fleetwood Mac the other 75% of the album is. I mm-hmm. I put together a playlist that has this album with all the Christine removed. Uh-huh. Oh. It's a lot less Fleetwood Mac-y, but it holds together a lot better. Oh. It's not as it's good. It's a little more consistent. Yeah. And plus, it's also only like 35 minutes long. Oh. Well, so, I see. that does help. But Which is a nice length. Yeah. It would have been, you know, if they had called the band something else mm-hmm. and released that 35-minute thing, or maybe chop it down to 30 minutes and nix the spoken word bit, it would have been, you know, a fine band by an anonymous country group, which got Dave Mason to guest and had the Fleetwood Mac rhythm section playing. Or even... But it, it would not have been good. It just, you know, would right. have been less... Um, that's disappointing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for you who thought you were getting Fleetwood uh, Mac when you opened it up. It hurt so bad. I'm like, I've never hated a Fleetwood Mac album before. So you, it was many, an interesting sensation. How many times did you, did you listen to it that day? I, ha- uh, I, I didn't listen to the whole thing. You bought the album and listened to... Like three tracks. <laughs> <laughs> and so you heard Christine. I did, You're and like, it gave oh. me hope, which made me keep going to the <laughs> third, third track. track. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just left. This is similar to that Velvet Underground one, and yeah. just how. I mean, I know there's more original personnel involved, technically. Than technically, the, but uh, I don't. I yeah. Mick and John are kind of count as one person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels. I, they they look very similar. I mean, I think that's part of why Fleetwood Mac had issues. Is you know. They would get them mixed, mixed up, up all yeah. the time. <laughs> are you the, the, the Fleetwood or the Mac? Are you the Pink or the Floyd? Which one are you? Well, and Dave Mason looks like the two of them, too. So it was a bad... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Stevie Heck couldn't be there. She, <laughs> like, I, I'm seeing that. triple or something. Yeah. Well, shall we move on to... Uh, let's get through this thing. Blow by blow. This is the one you listen oh. to over and over again. One of the two songs they actually performed live from this album. So this is a Jeff Beck tune, right? Uh, yes, a Jeff Beck tune written by Dave Mason and two other guys I've never heard of. Hot or right. 
starts playing and I'm and I'm and I'm thinking, oh wait, maybe maybe it's it's reminding me a little bit of their album um, Behind the Mask. It sounded there's yeah. some songs that sound very much like this and I thought maybe there's some continuity in here. But it it quickly leaves. Lindsay was not on the last album at all. No. But he came back and did some guest bits on this album. He did backing vocals. Yes. On, on one track. track. On one track. One track number six. You know, Stevie's out of the room. Yeah. Then the Lindsay will play. Yeah. But only for one track. But he's like, oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. You don't need me. You got this that, covered with Dave Macy or the rest of the album. How do you get, yeah. how, how, what kind of musical genius gets Lindsey Buckingham into the room, into a studio, and doesn't put a guitar in his hands. Just gets his vocal. Just his vocal. I'm like, but... Maybe he should have played tambourine on it. Maybe. There's a disappointing lack of tambourine. (laughs) Again, I think that's that's a challenging instrument. Stevie should have come in just to overtop tambourine. I'm not joking. This this song reminds me of the bad 80s hair metal yeah. But, with, but with Nola, you know, with obviously cars are in the background of the If you put some some shredding, uh, you know, Paul Gilbert solo in the middle of this, this is a power ballad. There yeah, you yeah. go. <laughs> exactly. So so this is yeah, this would fit right into track the three traffic. on my best twenty pallet power ballad CD go, right after compilation. Every rose has its thorn, and uh, all, uh, when the children. There you go. November rain. <laughs> so, uh, what do we think of Dave's voice? Was Dave that, Mason. That Dave singing. Yeah. This is a Dave Mason original-ish. Dave's okay. Dave's okay. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it sounds like the, the training montage for a cheap Rocky <laughs> knockoff. Again. We, blow, we, bah, blow. We, it, it blows, it, all right. It might have been in something like that. We're just yeah, like a, a later Jim Rocky Connor movie. <laughs> there you I was go. Say, one, of the, one of the many fighting movies of the, of yes. the 80s. They're pretty unpopular in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Fighting movies. Bloodsport. Yeah. <laughs> Three. Yeah. They couldn't even get the original <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme, so they got like <laughs> Robert Wool. Kumite. Hmm. <laughs> I'm allergic to this. Yum. The I'm muscles from Lichtenstein. <laughs> <laughs> well, there Electric you go. Bugaloo. <laughs> okay, <bugaloo>. Well, so <laughs> it pretty much falls under the same category as the rest of them. Yeah, so far we've we've got nothing. It really. Man. Oh Christ! There's more. Well, the, the, it's, it's an hour-long album. Uh, I I almost want to say the you know the the opposite of love isn't hate it's apathy, and that is kind of the crux of this album. It's it's not like oh this is terrible. This I mean it's terrible in that it's just so fucking boring. And the thing is, this yeah. is the song that rocks hardest on the album. It is. This oh, is God. the most is, this muscular the... and ballsy this album gets. They should not have played that card so soon. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, peaked too soon, my friend. Yeah. Well, shall we move on to Winds of Change? Please, Which, no. This is uh, <laughs> it blows written by too. Mick Fleetwood, thank, John thank McVie, and some guy or girl on Kit Hain, and it's sung by Becca. Ah, yeah. Finally, a Becca track.
I feel like I'm about to get a filling. <laughs> maybe, maybe Trisha Yearwood. Trisha Yearwood. I, Trisha Yearwood, I yeah. feel like Faith I'm Hill. in a tampon commercial. <laughs> Do you ever get that not, not so, so fresh, fresh feeling? <laughs> I, think, I think that song really wasn't wasn't that in some kind of uh, one of those. Well, Becca, Becca's voice is yeah, pleasant she's, enough. She's it's talented. It's, it's not real powerful, though, but it's, yeah, it's... It doesn't have a lot of personality, but it's, you know... It's, I think she's an amazing Becky. Yeah, it's clear and, <laughs> it's clear and in tune, you know? It's, it's nice. nice. It's not bad. Much like, what's her name from uh, The Grateful Dead? Oh, oh, Donna, yeah. Donna, yeah. yeah. She's a good backing vocalist. Do not put her in front. an important... The songwriting on it actually is harder than it looks. Yes, the songwriting on this album is not good. No, it's I. I mean, all the people are very capable. The singers can have have unique voices that you know have their strengths and limitations, but are overall pretty good. Yeah, the rhythm section is awesome. There's really competent guitar work. You know, uh, there's hinting at that. Yes, here and there. That's but, always what I'm looking for on an album. But Competent the songs work. suck. They yeah. go nowhere. You, you, you know, when you when you step back and you and you look at the timeline of when this was happening. The timeline. So, the timeline. Time. Nice. So we had the Fleetwood Mac had been dormant for a couple of years. The, 1995 happened. They got on stage with the Clintons. Everybody was talking about it again. Their records started selling again. And Mick was like, you guys, we got to jump on this fast. we got to jump on this fast. And Fleetwood Mac looked at him and said, no, we're not going to jump <laughs> well, on this fast. We're, we're, no, we're not interested. John said yes. Everyone well, else said. John has to do whatever Mick says. It's the deal they have <laughs> with the devil. He Don't ask bung- more. He lives in his so bungalow, too. He, he lives in his bungalow, too. <laughs> so. So, so Mick was like, I'm going to grab some musicians. I'm going to try to ride this wave. People are buying Fleetwood Mac albums. I got to throw one out there as fast as I can. And you hear that in the writing of this album. I spent all my money on my cocaine. Winds of change. now I need more. (laughs) This is how bored I was the first time I listened to it. I did a deep dive and tried to find as many other artists who have recorded songs titled Winds of Change. (laughs) Let's hear it. We got Scorpions, of course. Beach Boys. The Bee Gees. Acoustic Alchemy, Badger, Mike Bat, <laughs> Badger, Cinderella, Cinderella, Hawkwind, Hawkwind, yes. Hawkwind, Cutlass, yeah. Russ Taff, Jefferson Starship, who we're going to get to it at some oh, point please. too. Yes, Robert Wyatt and Y and T, Y M T, Y and T, Y and T. Yes. Wow. I looked this up using Wikipedia. You know who uh, is not listed on the Wikipedia page for recording a song called "Winds of Change." <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. Mac. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I hope you added it. You should add it. I, I should, but you know, <laughs> I think my, fun. my Wikipedia funnier um, this way. You know, permissions have been revoked a long time ago, <laughs> and deservedly so. <laughs> <laughs> Wind 
So yes. You know there's a Scott Livingston Wikipedia page. No, I'm pretty sure there is not. <laughs> there will be by the end of today. <laughs> uh, I hope not. So again, you know, it's a yeah. mild background music for a wedding. If you had uh, this on in the background, it's non-offensive, it, it wouldn't be but offensive. also not remarkable. Right. I yeah, it 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 fades right. You stop listening while you're listening. There you go. <laughs> and go down a wiki and rabbit down hole. A wiki rabbit hole. Speaking of weddings, what's the title of the next song? Uh, I do. It's another Christy McVie <laughs> solo album. Nice one, Matt. Like the opening to this is the one, yeah. This is the one I was like, Family Matters, step by step. Yes. It it does have that Fleetwood Mac flow, though. Scott, where'd you get that Cosby sweater from? (laughs) (laughs) I found it on someone who was just sleeping. (laughs) Hey, the the sitcom would have better lyrics. Yeah. Actually, it sounds like the keyboard from the Law and Order theme. It does, yeah. Clang, clang. This is not Christine's best work. No. But it sounds like Fleetwood Mac to me. A little. Yeah, like I said, yeah. it, has a, it has a little flavor. And there's the gang vocals, and there's there's the yeah. layers of backing. That, that Which are all probably just Christine. It's probably they just are, all her. Yeah. They all are all her. She wasn't going to work with those assholes. No. <laughs> she mailed them the tape and <laughs> didn't even include return postage. Nope. <laughs> when, when was this released? 95. October 95. 95. Yes. Matt, are we quite into the, the loudness wars yet? Oh, we're getting there. Because this is compressed like... like yeah. Obnoxiously. Even like St. Anchor. <laughs> even, even for a, a, a Fleetwood Mac album. So I wonder if they're like... I don't think this was, I don't think the uh, at least the uh, the copy I have it's not over the top it's not like you know when you look at the waveform a giant block. Okay it's not that bad I just no. it it has that that kind of squashed thing going on but still while being very mellow and quiet it's so oh, it was it was it's yeah it's a bizarre it was definitely treatment. crunched in the studio no doubt I wonder who mastered this because it seemed like they Steve yeah. Albini. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. No, though this could definitely up. be a. I mean, this this sounds like a Fleetwood Mac song. I yeah, mean, not necessarily a good great fl- one or yeah. a good one. This right? sounds like, like Fleetwood Mac filler. Yeah. yeah. Again, co-written by Eddie Quinella. She's still married to Eddie. I don't know. So Eddie's we know a song, anything about songwriter then? Yeah. Or at least he's getting. It could be like when Linda got you know co-writing credit on some. Yeah. Of, McCartney's early tracks, because, you know... She was there. The reggae part of that song is the only good part. Because Paul wanted to keep some of the money for himself <laughs> and not fight Alan Klein for it. Kelly gets songwriting album, uh, songwriting credit because he pours the wine for me. So, you right. know, that could, it, it could be the similar situation. A, a it could be for tax purposes. Right? Yeah, creative process. Yes, right. who knows? <laughs> I'm waiting for the Eddie Quinella solo album. We all are. Honey. We all are. I'd, are we all? I'd listen to it. <laughs> I'm curious now. <laughs> all right. Let's see, mastering. 
Well, shall we move, move on? on. To <laughs> move on. Mastered by Stephen Marcusson. Oh, well, that's Don yeah. Tyler. Nothing without you. Originally been recorded by Delaney Bramlett, father of Becca, on his 1975 album "Giving Birth to a Song." Yuck! <laughs> what an awful name. And for this an album. is the one that Lindsey Buckingham does backing yeah. vocals on. Becca got co-writing credit on this one because she added a verse. <laughs> yes, I saw that. Apparently, <laughs> co-written by. Doug Gilmore, you know, from uh, Dave Gilmore's long lost yeah. brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing is, if Becca were going to replace somebody in Fleetwood Mac, she would be a better replacement for Christine than Stevie. Yeah. Right, yeah. She's a very Christine kind of singer in presence. And you, and you really can't have two Christines in an album. It just. No. No. And that's. One is plenty. One is plenty. Do you. Again, do you hear Lindsay in this? Or yeah. did they mix him down so low that nobody can hear him? I mean, in, in those ooze, I, I hear maybe, a familiar yeah, Fleetwood Mac yeah. voice in it there. It could be Christine, though. Christine's not doing no, anything on not, nothing on the not, Oh, that's right. She, Christine's song. She boycotted the whole fucking album. <laughs> See, I'm like, I'm like, you have Lindsay, and he's and you have that guitar. I... It, it boggles. I tried to find the original version by Delaney and could not find it on YouTube, could not find it on Spotify, could not find it anywhere. So if anyone has it on like vinyl oh, so this, or something. So this, you, this <laughs> right, was, right. I, I missed it. This was a Delaney and Bonnie song? Well, it's from Delaney's Delaney. solo album because from I was, 1975. I was, yeah, I was going to say this sounded like, to me, it sounded like a Delaney song. Yeah. But, but, um, but without any authenticity. Well, or, that would be it, because it's sung by his daughter, who I don't even know if she was born in 75. Probably. I don't, I she don't seemed a lot so. younger than the rest of Fleetwood Mac, which added to a creepy vibe whenever it, you see pictures of them does, from the yeah. 90s. There's just a lack of anything raw in this yes. album at all. Yes, it is very cooked. It, yeah, it lacks authenticity. Right, exactly. That's a good That's a good metaphor. It's like it's been in a crock pot for a couple of days. Yeah, it's been uh, slow cooking. She was born in 1968. 68. So she was, you know, all of seven years old when this yeah. album came out. <laughs> but she's got co-writing credit on this song. So She added a verse. I didn't get to it. but There you, know, you go. There you I'm not sure which verse it is, but wow. I think this may be the shortest song on the album, so it may be wow. my favorite. Kudos. <laughs> Did you know Becca Bramlett was in the Moody Blues in 1990? No kidding. Wow. Really? There you go. She yeah, would just show up at any well, again, classic rock she, band that right. had a, well, a they would have her. She would show <laughs> pictures of her parents. They let her in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's she probably is an amazing backing vocalist on some song. Yeah. <laughs> probably still is. I'm probably sure if you is. there's probably I tried to listen to both um Billy Burnett and Becca Bramlett's solo albums on Spotify. And, and if you think this is bad yeah. oh. and bland and oh, country, 
film. Somebody bland must, you know, some people like bland. I'm, yeah, that's true. I, I mean, think I'm disturbed to imagine blander music than this. <laughs> Said in the most bland voice you could think of. It's nice. I mean, yeah. I mean, even metal machine music is more exciting. It's a roller coaster. I'm liking ride. the Andrew, Andrew WK piano one. That was pretty good. That, that was good. Yeah, yeah it, was the, 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 it was. It was a pay, philosophical. Not bland. The payoff at the end is sweet. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna say for a solo piano album, it is not bland. <sighs> Moving on. Moving on. Another Becca song. This one actually written by Becca and Billy. So it's a Bramlett and Burnett original, Dreamin' the Dream. This is like a, a, apostrophe N. Yeah. You know dreamin', 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 not dreaming. Good choice. So, you know, <laughs> as, as time is eight times better than rumors, this is like eight times better than a landslide, right? Chain, yeah. Yes. This is like the landslide of the the 90s generation. (laughs) There's a bit of finger picking on this one. Exactly. That's all it has in common. It's a place that I visit most It's not a bad song. Again, you know, if you were... If your cousin wrote this for you as a yeah. wedding present while you're walking down the aisle, you'd, you'd be pleasantly I can, I can charmed. Hear this, I could hear this on your playlist. Your, on my what? Your, your, <laughs> um, nothing. Never mind. I didn't think so. So uh, you need a ride home. <laughs> Damn it. It's sweet. Right. It's I mean. not Fleetwood Mac, but it's, right. you know. I think that's the most said phrase today. It's well, not Fleetwood Mac. It's also not it would, ACDC. It's also, fair enough. <laughs> it is not um, Mother Velvet Maybell. <laughs> there you go. The number, ooh, we got some fake accordion. That is definitely a, a MIDI accordion patch going on back there. Nice. So in preparation for this album on the way here, yeah, uh, we listened to Tango in the Night. <laughs> That's how bad this album sucks. Aw. Tango's a Tango, I think, is a really good example of um, the the power to evolve that Fleetwood Mac has always had. Because it is it is a it is it is an appropriate mid '80s synth heavy album. That it was pop synth. It fit right in in 1987 when it was released. It sounded a lot like all the other stuff that was happening, and it and it, it sounded like it was a hit. Too. Yeah, it had a yeah. lot of hits on it. So and then they evolved into this, and then <laughs> and then this happened. Does you know I am a big fan of I think most of us are of of uh, interesting wordplay, but this title "Dream in the Dream," even as that, it's bland. Yeah, I mean, what else can you dream? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> exactly. It's like breathing the air. Well, your other option is uh... breathing the air. No breathing. Possibly. We ain't got time for that G, that G thing. It does make it a lot shorter. <laughs> Wish the song was a now, lot see, shorter. The, when they, they added Lindsay and Stevie, they changed their sound. Why didn't they change their I think that's part of the problem is they didn't change their sound enough. If they're going to go full bore country with traffic, they should have just did it and yeah, got just, fiddles right. and... 
and, and the banjos and commit to the bit. It. Yeah. Well, there was, you know, if you look back, there was that transitional period with Fleetwood Mac, the blues band, and then you had Fleetwood Mac with Bob Welch, and mm-hmm. then and then you ended up with the and Christine was there, the for quintessential. A while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it took yeah. it took stages, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, there were so some stages stage. before this. I well, mean. Mick, Mick did a bit of a, a, a ritualistic thing in between the 1992 Clinton bit and this album. He, he hired these folks, and he went on tour with them doing Fleetwood Mac songs, because that's what he did with uh, Stevie and Lindsay when they first joined the band. They didn't, he didn't pick them up. They didn't go sit down and write songs and create an album. They went on tour together for a, a year. First, yeah. They became a band. Can you gel with this? Can we? Can you handle the can, touring? Life? Can you can handle you, the yeah. tour? Because that's what's most important to make is touring. So they toured for a good long while, for for eight nine months, and and then went and and did this album. And so, they didn't tour on this album. So after they, it was released, and they didn't tour on they this sat album. Down. Yeah. Yep. They so so he, he was trying to recreate that. All right, I've got a chick singer. I've got a couple guitars. Let's let's he he was like let's start over let's do that same exact thing i did with stevie and Lindsay, and it will create that same thing that same magic that happened before rumors wow was he wrong (laughs) (laughs) okay so we all know that time does not sound like a fleetwood mac album so what non-fleetwood mac albums sound more like it like that Lindsay buckingham christy mcvee double duets ep does that sound more like a fleetwood mac album it, wow, it question. kind of almost does, even though it's w- in, even though it's it's not technically put, Fleetwood te- Mac. Technically Fleetwood Mac, because Lindsay was such a huge, you know, if we were talking yeah. about the seventies, eighties Fleetwood Mac, he was such a huge. He produced. He he kind of was the musical push behind the whole project. The Brian he, Wilson of it, he, as it he, were. Yeah, he wrote, he produced, he he had ideas. He's like, just let me do this thing, you guys. And they just let him do his Lindsay thing. Yeah. So when Lindsay's touching it, it sounds like Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Which is yeah. very odd because he's yeah. not an original member. Yeah. You think that... Uh, Mick Fleetwood and and okay, so and the other if guy, you were listening to like <laughs> Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac, does it sound more or less like what you would call you know prime Fleetwood Mac than this? That is hard for me to personally answer because I'm a I love the Peter Green yeah. era of Fleetwood Mac. Um, I think it's, it's, got, it's one of the best songs. It's one of the ever. best yeah. songs Fleetwood Mac ever did. Yeah, I it, hypnotized. I love that. This is as different if. This is as different from you know P- yeah. the Peter Green Fleetwood Mac as uh, Rumors Fleetwood it Mac is from from this. Time, it right. is. It really is. <laughs> and and I think not to be considered the same band. Yeah. Right. And and, and I think Mick was counting on that. He's like, I've made huge shifts like this before. We went from a blues band to a pop band. We've yeah. we've. It's we've, like I've John Mayles Blues Breakers hired Simon and Garfunkel and became a right yeah. <laughs> a folk band. Do you right? think he like just didn't wasn't ballsy enough about it because yeah, you know, he's, yeah, try, he's trying yes. to make the like kind of step change like real shift to a but he's also like a different I, aesthetic it was but, almost like i'm banking on the fleetwood mac name yeah and and so whatever 
I throw out there with Fleetwood Mac name on it, these people are gonna dummies do are it. gonna buy this crap. <laughs> well, if it's good, if it doesn't matter. I, what it. I bought it. Yeah. I bought it. She bought it. She did if it, it doesn't matter what it sounds like, then why bother sounding like this? Why would anyone choose to <laughs> sound right. like exactly? This? Yeah, this is a. It's a very particular production aesthetic. It's a, a very particular. I mean, it doesn't sound like Fleetwood Mac. It doesn't sound yeah. like a it's new thing. It's not trying to sound like Fleetwood Mac. No, it's but it doesn't trying. sound it, like it's trying to be its own thing either. That's a problem. But it's bizarre because I, I as a musician i don't think you arrive at this kind of thing by accident no it takes time it takes Are you effort saying this is intentional <laughs> like you say it takes the, time, the, time. The, ooh, nice. Sit down, no. buddy. worst day takes time Ouch. oh yes but, Wait. Yeah, he's got to be running out <laughs> he's got to be running out speaking of running out let's get to the next song sooner or later sooner or later another christine mcvee and her Joint. husband I don't hate this song. I, 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 I don't know where it belongs, but not in the middle of Becca and Dave. But It belongs on the Christy, Christy McVie, McVie four-song <laughs> EP that you get with free with purchase of it, Fleetwood Mac's time. And, and I right. would really, really like this on a Christy McVie solo oh, album, yeah, I think. That would be good, yeah. I like, yeah, that song doesn't suck. It's just. Do you know who produced this thing? Fleetwood Mac produced all of it except for the last song. No, that was produced by someone. He actually got someone. Um, John Jones and Ray Kennedy. Oh, right. John Jones from uh, Duran Duran. Yeah, so that's why it sounds like. Why it sounds like that. I'm just that wondering how much, how much they the had to make with That's the one that I like. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Sounds like well, a I mean, boys. With yeah. the overall sound, I wonder how much they had to do with it. Is it what maybe the engineer just took over? Or? Yeah, I'm not sure. When you have the band producing, and there are several members of the band, some of whom are not as um, integral or long-standing as or others, interested. then <laughs> it's hard to say who exactly was in charge here. It may have been one of those things where... It was produced mostly by Mick or mostly yeah, by John. Yeah, did they say the band just for credits or Yeah, money it may have or? just been, you know. Did they get paid twice? Because when yeah. Lindsay was in the band, he was probably the producer. He, yeah. He strong, well, and, and you could tell the difference between what Lindsay produced and right. what Stevie produced. So in this I mean, case. You really can. Yeah. In this album, who's the strong-willed? Is it? Nobody is. is I, I mean, Becca yeah. clearly has yeah. no. Becca's. Yeah, yeah she no. is a a born background singer. Um, <laughs> Dave Mason. It would have been nice if Dave Mason made more of an impact. Right, right. But this does not sound like any Dave Mason. I mean, we've really only had that one song, "Blow yeah, by blow, 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 blow." That was very Dave Masony. And right, and if they if the intention of the album, and and I think that's important. I don't think this album really had intention, but if they had intended to, I mean, oh, let's get Dave Mason on this of, of yeah. traffic and, and kind of gone a little more in any direction. There you <laughs> I think go. we would have had, I think we would have had a different album here. Yeah. It may not have been I, more I think, successful, I think but... Somebody, right, I think, I think the words 
eh, good enough. We're spoken way too many times during the recording of this album. Well, and, and the thing good is... Enough. <laughs> That's awesome. It didn't matter what they recorded, much like, you know, a William Shatner album. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It will sell the same number mm-hmm. regardless. This album, I mean, you would think this album did not. It did not no. chart. It, well, it this, this proved yeah. just how much Fleetwood Mac without their music sells. Yeah, this yeah. did not hit the Billboard Top 200 at all. No. Um, well, even after all this even, time? Yeah, even after all, all this time. time. No. Good to God see you, Matt. It. Thanks for yeah. joining the party. Uh, German <laughs> album chart, it hit 92. UK, 47. And the Dutch loved it at 59. Oh, yes. Well, I could see that. And I Do was a single in Canada. Well, the Dutch have, peaked at have an advantage when it comes to making music more exciting. <laughs> that is true. This does seem oddly Canadian. It is. <laughs> Apologetic nice. and Perfect. inoffensive. I yep. wonder why. Canada loved it. Oh, speaking of Dave Mason, do we want to move on to the next one? Which so is I call music, eh? Written by David Mason and sung by Dave and Becca. I wonder why. All of your two listeners, every time Kelly goes, sorry, it's because I shoot him a look. <laughs> it's a good thing this is not an audio pod right. or a visual video <laughs> We're all naked. Which is also why Kelly keeps apologizing. <laughs> hey. Oh. Well, if we're all going to be naked, this is the least exciting thing we can listen to. That is a good plan. I like the breakdown. Yeah, yeah. it's a good breakdown. Breakdown. Again, you know. and, and I like his voice. This is so not a we got song. a if we got a Christy McVie EP, and we got a Dave Mason single. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of Becca on here. She's listed as co-lead singer, but I would you could oh, slip this maybe, on a maybe Dave she Mason. Has a part coming up. Maybe. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Even on that, you have the kind of the country. It's definitely a lot of chorus on the, the, the guitar flange. It sounds like a really polished bar band. Yeah. I wonder yes. why. It just sound it sounds like just somebody who can play these songs endlessly that don't really go anywhere because they just have to fill yeah. like they have to you have it, to perform four hours, you can have and, three sets and you or know, I, you can, I don't know if you guys have ever been in a cover band like I have. The the <laughs> She's part of the it. bar. No, I'm not. <laughs> paid for my wedding. Okay, so I I go th- when when the bar keeps coming up and goes. Can you guys turn it down because your intention is to be background music. Yeah. Your your intention is not to entertain. Uh, uh-huh. You're they're just paying you to be the sound system of background. People yeah. should be able to talk over you. Somebody's going to stand in front of a microphone. There's going to pers- be a person seated behind a drum set, and there will be two or yes. more people with guitar-shaped objects. Right. And, and they should be quiet enough that people can have a conversation at their table while they eat their whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it, this chicken band... Wings. This whole, chicken wings. This whole album sounds like that. Could you guys turn down, please? Yeah. Could you guys turn down, please? This is... Man, my... 
flashbacks from my Virginia Beach uh, <laughs> yeah. vacation a few years ago. Yeah. You know? This is what you hear, you know. Live music, but not too loud. And I wanted don't, them don't to worry. turn down even more. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you guys know uh, 433 by John Cage? <laughs> do I? <laughs> Burn. Utopian National Anthem. <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, Enough of that. (laughs) Again, moving on as this album needs to. Knights at Estoril. Estoril is a town in Portugal. Oh, thanks. You can tell because of how Portuguese this song sounds. (laughs) Isn't that Portuguese? Sounds like Christopher Cross. (laughs) Mm, It sounds like a a Showtime softcore. (laughs) Somebody's on satin sheets right here. Again, this is uh, Christy McVie and her her hubby, Eddie. Apparently, Eddie Quintella, according to my notes, is Portuguese. So that's what makes us Portuguese. Christy McVie EP, this is the weakest one. She, she sings I Remember over and over again at the end as if to give you the impression this is a memorable song. But she is wrong. <laughs> this is a whole album of detritus, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. This is... It is. It is. It's like, well, I think I have something in the basement somewhere. Let me yes. open this box. Yeah. I mean, this, this song is as Portuguese as the song France is French. <laughs> refer to the Shakedown Street episode. Ah, <laughs> uh, refer yes. episode seven. Go back and listen Pause to our. Here. Full... Go back and listen to that one. Uh, it's called a callback. <laughs> there you go. See, you got to pay attention. Nicely done. You got to yeah. catch them all. I think you got. I think you've got it in for these guys. Aw, do we have it in for them? I think. We do, do we want to move on to the next one? Is that you what know, we're? We yeah. You know, we're moving on because we're all excited for that. For that, that last one. Track, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, this is oh, one yeah. of the Billy songs. Written by Billy and Deborah Allen. (coughs) (coughs) Edit that out. I got it in for you. Leave that in. All right, now we got something going on. There you go. Now we got some honky tonking. Open the album with this song, and you continue in this flavor, then then you've got a, something. I don't know, the Fleetwood something. Mac country yeah. album that Fleetwood Mac country nobody album. wants, but at least we would remember. But it, it, yes. <laughs> or the country album with Fleetwood Mac's name on it. Yeah, I can't even call this whole album the country Fleetwood Mac because it 
it's inconsistent in no. so many places. There's no continuity. No, it's like Fleetwood Mac does Eagles B sides. You're right. Yeah. Agreed. Does this sound like a threat? I got it in for you. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's, just, like a, it's like a revenge song. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I'm sure the lyrics are meant to be romantic, and um, it's kind of stalkery, or vengeful, or not I, pleasant. I don't know that I would have... Problematic. Problematic. That's a that's great... The, uh, the that's the word of the day. That is the word of the day. Yeah. Billy has even less personality in his vocals than Becca, which is... It's hard to do. Yeah. So when, when Fleetwood Mac makes their next album with um, Neil Finn and, and Mike Campbell, oh, how much are they going to sing? Do you think they'll make an album? No, I do not. <laughs> um, uh, I think evidence points to yes. Really? Because Mick, Mick, Mick tours and then creates an album. They made this will album. It, will it, they yeah, made like this album. Yeah, fair. They so made nothing, this album. put nothing past Mick. Man. Well, the, the story I heard is that the reason that uh, Stevie and Lindsay had the latest falling out is... Lindsay wanted to record more, and Stevie's like, why bother? Nobody buys recorded music. We just should tour. And that was sort of the loggerheads. um, Well, Becca could still be available. That's true. (laughs) I guess, you know. And then Lindsay had a heart attack. So Yeah. Well, you you got to go with the one that's that's still standing, I suppose. But from a purely economic standpoint, if Fleetwood Mac released the second best album of their career this year, it would still only get them how much money, right? Yeah. Only but, they, a, but they do make money off of because, touring. Because yeah, of but yeah, if they go on tour, of they album can sales. Yeah, almost point. guarantee. They go on tour. They play rumors they sell out every and goddamn, sell out yeah. every time. Two hundred bucks a pop. You know, yeah. that there's and you don't have to risk it. You know, flopping like say Time did. So is, <laughs> is it easier to make an album and all that uh, goes with that, or is it easier to go on tour? As well, tours are tough, especially for. I was going to say age. tours are a little more time-consuming, but you know, time they are also less uh, <laughs> creatively <laughs> fulfilling if you want to write new stuff. But you know, if you're happy with what you've already written, then. I mean, that's. I mean, isn't that as a musician one of the things that we face all the time? It's like, would you rather play out? Do you want to play on stage, or do you want to record? Um, you know, just just as a as a little. And I mean, you can do both. You I mean, can yeah. do both. In fact, usually most and people, people do. I think, I think there's a healthy balance, actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I keep recording albums because I want to leave them behind. My dad was a musician, and I have, like, no recordings of anything he ever did. And that's really hard. And I, I always said, I just, wanna, I just want to be able to hear what I wrote. I want it to Documented. be down. I want to document yeah. what I wrote. Um, but... You know, as Fleetwood Mac has a different. You know, they're they're a they're big well machine. Documented. They're well documented, and they're they're a great big corporate machine now. Yeah. So, well, yeah, and the, which the, makes more money? Which do you want to do? And even the artists fighting about it doesn't matter because the organization that is Fleetwood Mac is going to make that decision. Well, yeah. well I, I just the other day there was the, I, you know, I saw the thing that Metallica is again the biggest money making entity in in music. Yeah, because and. Do they do Over they need Taylor to Swift? write a single wow. new note ever? No. Maybe it would be better if they stopped no. writing new notes. Right, right. but they will. Metallica, Lars, are you <laughs> but, listening? But <laughs> as artists, they might want to and might 
put pressure that they yeah you're still that's an artist they yeah, they, they yeah. if you're an artist probably still if will. you're Lars you may not be an artist right. but not it's so not much. it's not making them ten million bucks a gig to you know to, to yes. make a new then, album yeah. but. But not making tour an, for a year. Making an album is going to cost you more than you're going to make back at this point. We all know that. Yeah. But as an artist, is that something that you need to do? Is yeah. that driving oh, yeah. you? Then, then fucking do it. Well, guess, and Mick is that guy. He needs to make more albums. He needs to get in the studio. He wants to do this stuff. Well, Stevie, not so much. Yeah. So well, Becca might come back. Yeah. Well, There's I think a, that's why the uh, can only Lindsay hope. Christine double duet album happened is they wanted to do a Fleetwood Mac album and Stevie's like I don't care right. I ain't wasting my time doing that shit right <laughs> so that there was a I'm Stevie fucking Nicks yeah. <laughs> yeah what do I need to do well there's a there's Thing a like this hey hey, hey. oh <laughs> I gotta appear on it, American Horror Story you've, it's a crossed, witch. you've crossed a line I've crossed uh, the line yeah. this is well, that's what she sounds I think like. so Ground Above Zero is looking for a new drummer if anyone <laughs> out there is a, and Heather's looking for a new husband all right <laughs> well, I'm always shopping around. I'm not going to lie. So, husbands are easier to find than drummers. Way easier. <laughs> so Heather was going to wear a Stevie Nicks shirt to this, and uh, then she thought, "They don't well, know she's not." <laughs> no, wait. No, we're naked. Remember <laughs> that bit? She well, said, "She said she I don't. I don't want to yeah. come across as me bagging so on Becca guess. for not being Stevie, right. and that's Nobody's not what this Stevie. is. <laughs> that's not what this is. And no. I can I can appreciate Becca for her own talents and. Think that this was not necessarily the right, yeah. the right musical thing. choice. Musical choice, yes. Yes. indeed. I think we've said it all over again. Hint, hint. Move on to the next <laughs> track. Christy McVie and Eddie. Ah, Eddie. Well, it's time to say. Many Christine songs is on this album. I wonder, like, did did Time Warner just send thugs over to her house and threaten her? I mean, she said, "No, I'm not going to be on it." And they said, "You don't have a choice." They spliced it together. There's like a piece of tape with just like <laughs> it's, this is really an answering tape. machine that's been really manipulated. It's like people c- keep calling her as like fake, you know, junk right. mail. It's like yeah. ah, I bet you would like to say the word Zonza. Oh, Esteril. <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell? Stop calling me. Now, do you think that Fleetwood Mac was assuming Christine was going to give them something a little more rockin'? Because I think each half of the band was expecting the other to sort of shore up that into things and... Yeah, this will be fine. This will be fine because because Christine's gonna throw some Fleetwood some Mac all over this. Yeah, and Christine's like, I don't give a shit. They, they can they can carry this adult album. I'm just contemporary. Gonna throw so oh. so she. Recorded it separate from the band. Yes. Yeah. Did she write this? Yeah, she wrote it okay. with her husband. She wrote this. Again, who knows when? She didn't necessarily band. write it for this album. This could be stuff that was sitting in the trunk. Yeah, sure. it, it may okay. have been written for that was what Why I was would she waste about? her time Tango writing in the night. Yeah. Right. She, th- these may have been songs she wrote for Fleetwood Mac or for her solo that stuff didn't. that never made the cut. She didn't work on them. They didn't flesh out. They were f- intentionally 
left off of other albums. Fair enough. This yeah. is all conjecture on my part. This was used for a <laughs> prom true. scene in a, in a, in a movie, right? Oh, yes. Where they couldn't afford, like, yeah. uh-huh. So did she write Pharmacy the music? hold music. Take your breath mm-hmm. away. <laughs> Scott, did she write the music? Um, She's a, that's what it says. Composer. Written by Christy McVie and Eddie Quinola. Oh, and then, I would assume so. And then really gave it to the band to play. Yeah. Because she yeah. wasn't in the same room. No, I don't know if it, it's quite I, possible I think, there's even a different drummer and bassist on this. Yeah, I think she there, she yeah. had her own session. Oh, I think shit. that I wow. read. Okay. Yeah. In my in my trusty book. When here. I said this is a yeah. separate EP, it really, it really is. is. Yeah. That she she it's not the band who is the, doing the other songs that uh, she then yeah. dubbed over. No, this is she recorded. She just mailed them for and yeah. mailed them these songs. Wow. Yeah. They may have overdubbed some stuff on top of it to try wow. and blend it in, but it doesn't seem like they tried real hard. Uh, nice. So the synthesizer on this is very bland. Yes, <laughs> yes. Which is sad because Which isn't is... that the point of synthesizer to unbland something? Yeah, you can do anything with a synthesizer. Well, maybe she was trying to, you know, blend in. <laughs> yes, she's like, oh, I know what Becca is doing. I want to <laughs> match that. I'm going to bland the shit out. Of this. I'm going to blend this bland. All right, moving on. That's all <laughs> and I as had usual, on it. yeah. Woo. <clears throat> Running through this. The best track on here. Woohoo! Written by Mick Fleetwood and Ray Kennedy. <laughs> sung slash spoken by Mick Fleetwood. And his wife also does backing vocals. There you go. God is nowhere. talking about uh, uh, I the really dig this song, Peter actually. Green stuff uh, earlier, it did just occur to me that Fleetwood Mac and Fishbone have a very specific thing in common with a guitarist being kidnapped by a cult. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that so, was it was Jeremy who got kidnapped by the Children of God while they were on tour. So, you know. Well, so kidnapped. Be careful in Fleetwood Mac. I mean, brainwashed, probably. He, he was. <laughs> he was. And he's actually he checked it out. Still with the children of God. Wow, nice. So he, yeah. That's still a cult. So he's happy. Still a thing. Still a happy a cult, ending. Still a thing. The children of the new dawn. <laughs> well, you know, Logan, you mentioned off off mic too that this is kind of their uh, shine on you, crazy diamond. You know, the yeah. Pink Floyd yeah, tribute is, to yeah. uh, to their crazy nice. crazy one yeah. left um, behind. And so we, the, we the, shouldn't have given you all that acid, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, man. We kind of feel shitty about it, bro. <laughs> they tried to get him back. They they went to the the house and they were like. Trying to get him back and, and can we have a guitarist back? <laughs> can please? we have a guitarist back, please? And they said no. And and so he just you know called Bob Welsh and who was going by Blue at the time, I think. And These strange times. This is far more heavy-handed though. It's a great song. Oh yes. yeah. no, there. This is not subtle. So mixed drumming. Shine on your crazy diamond is not subtle either. But that is you true. know. No, this sounds like the documentary, to, like the soundtrack to a PBS documentary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As we enter the jungle war. <laughs> Dr. Livingston, I presume. I find the devil trying to make me do things. I mean, God is no it's, it's like a cross between the, the a vocal stylings of William Shatner as performed by Stephen Wright. <laughs> so how many other songs has uh, Mick sung for the band? That's it. Zero. 
What about the uh, lizard people from okay. the Back right. of My Mind single? Okay. That's so right. ding, ding, in the back of I my, stumped the Fleetwood Mac. In the back of my mind fruit, which is on uh, behind the mask. Yeah. Um, it's from the movie soundtrack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Jim Carrey uh, block. I'm sorry. That's right. The oh, lizard. The lizard people. That is so bizarre. He does have solo albums, so if you want to hear he more does. Mick doing oh, this. Oh, did you, did you get the panning in yeah, that? The, God yeah, is nowhere. nowhere. God is nowhere. And the, this is hell. Yes, Mick. We've, we, we've listened weird, to the last 60 this, minutes. This, this we know. is hell. <laughs> we, we, got, we, we got it. <laughs> he wishes he could be in love. And then a voice whispers, God is I love you. So I think this whole song is just a way to get someone to reaffirm his feeling. That backing vocal behind him is so startling. It's like, what is happening there? There's that was this is where the subtitles on your Christy. TV would say no, was, vocalizations, yeah. <laughs> right? That, that's his wife doing backing vocals. Why wasn't she replacing right. Becca? She should be in replacing Well, Becca. you know, Fleetwood Mac yeah. couldn't handle having, you know, a, a couple together in the band. That would just <laughs> that made kills the, the band. Power Everybody knows it. Kills it. Not, not for long. Made great. Yes, this is definitely very Duran Duran-y. <laughs> yeah, this oh, is yeah. a this spoken word. It's the intro to Scarface or something. There you go. I see his head. I can picture his head like floating in a sea of stars. <laughs> Starwipe. Starwipe. <laughs> um, if the whole album had been this, <laughs> I would have had a much better time. Disco on my cocaine much mania talking to your crazy friend. <laughs> Apparently, the the, oh, the lyrics also refer to a Stevie weird. Nicks' dream and Lindsey Buckingham's walk a thin line at some point. But I honestly, I, I tuned it out. It out. Yeah. I mean, it's seven minutes long. No spoken word track should be seven minutes long. Actually, <laughs> no seven minutes. Yeah. No spoken word track, period. Says the guy on the podcast. Well, okay. it's, it's, <laughs> it's quite the sol- soliloquy. Soliloquy, yes. So. We would we would constantly pump in uh, Fleetwood, you know this this album underneath the podcast if if we didn't have to pay for it. So. Right, right. <laughs> so you know, I am just a boy. <laughs> that was worth the price of admission, right yeah, there. Right. So so what do we think? Uh, is there anything quintessential about this? The thing is it. It could be a rocky start to a new direction for them, but it it backfired. It was the road not followed. Yes. Yeah. Everyone participating proves to be right in the sweet spot of the thing they do, um, but it's just they, they have no reason to do it. Yeah, they have no reason to do it. It's just utilized poorly. Yeah. Well. It- the well, al- and, and the they, album after this was the dance when they yeah, and that was mostly make, yeah. a success alive, because yeah. everyone came back. Yeah. But when hell freezes over, basically yeah. yeah. Well, and they haven't really done a full. They did one album since then. Say you will. Say you will. But they've not really, they've not really done an album since, Mm-mm. which may be part of why Lindsay's getting frustrated and Stevie's making bank. But right, <laughs> you know, I I sometimes think about the the ironic piece of that that whole beginning of this when when Mick Fleetwood said, you know, we want Lindsay as our guitarist for our blues band and Lindsay said, Okay, but can my girlfriend come? And and then Stevie's the one who became the face you know, the face yeah. of Fleetwood Mac and she's 
the one with all the, the power the now. hit yeah. that, that with all the power with mm-hmm. all the hit sing uh, the solo only stuff sort of solo career the kind of, of the any of, them. Only, of any of them the only one with a solo career the only one who really has and that she was the okay fine we'll let your girlfriend come too <laughs> out of the whole thing and and honestly Lindsay is so talented and he's so brilliant and he's he, he's, he's just not very likable. That's he's why not likable he, at all. He needed but Stevie he, in his life. He's that cra- he's that crazy musical genius guy, you know. And and yeah. it's well, it, he's the Brian Wilson, and she's the Mike Love. Yes, <laughs> just like that. So, <laughs> except she's much better looking than Mike Love. Like I was saying, the most people, everybody are. on this is really like awesomely doing their thing, and you need that element of the crazy person to. Either write better material or just kind of make all the the everybody perfectly in their own spot stuff. In somebody some who kind has of, a vision, yeah. who some, has an idea of what it should hold. A reason to make this. Yeah, thing. there needs Other to than, be some hey, we tension sell. so that yeah. there can be some release, wave. but there's never any tension at all. And so there's nowhere to go to. Yeah. It's it's like always at, at, at resting state. <laughs> right. The The, you know... The, the theory that the reason rumors is so good is because of all of the tension and all of the fighting and all of the passion that was happening in the band at the time. Uh, These people of, didn't even know each other. They didn't. And, and, and it makes me believe that theory more when I listen to this album of everybody who was just kind of remotely doing Friendly, their own thing yeah. <laughs> in a nice Canadian way. Yes. So, how many studio albums has Fleetwood Mac put out? Like that right here. 15, 20? 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Oh, look, he counted past four. 13, 14, 15. Yeah, past that four. That was so yeah. cute. All right, I'll tell you in a second. Keep talking. Okay. Let me count. Off the air. I mean, they've had a, several, they've had, you know, a couple of box sets go out. Yeah. They've had some live albums. But I mean, just like studio albums. Studio if you were albums. going to, I mean, obviously, Rumors is the first one you listen to, right? Probably. Is it? Yeah. Is, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, for. If you're only going to listen to one Fleetwood Mac album, it would be. That would be the one. If you're going to listen to two, what would the, like, Tusk maybe? Tusk. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) How far down the list do you have to go before you have to listen? Is there anything less essential to their catalog than this one? Maybe one of the early ones, Penguin or something? Uh, Yeah, Penguin. Penguin doesn't. Heroes are hard to find. I don't know. Yeah. Those those don't stick very well. There's there's no, there's they may have one or two really good songs on them, but I think you know we're back in the you know talking like Logan was talking about when you've got the vinyl and it's like okay so we've got to get our hits on you know we've got two three good songs and then whatever the rest is to to fill up time yeah. time. 17. They have 17. seventeen. So th- this may wow. be like this you're going to listen 16. to all. Fleetwood Mac albums, this you would be like so what, make it number seventeen. Yeah, what, 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 yeah. What, yeah, if it's sixteen, what would be seventeen? Mm. Mm. Heroes are hard to find. Do you like that one? Not so okay, much. maybe. Maybe that would be. I 17. mean, you'd, you'd probably end up listening to like the 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 Nickingham Bucks album first. Nickingham. I Nickingham love Bucks. <laughs> Whatever that's called. I love that album. Buckingham I have it. it. Yeah, it's it's so it's that's it's, probably it's, more it's Fleetwood in my Mac studio. Than, yeah. It is. It really is. It's, uh, it's more Fleetwood like, Mac than time. I, I listen to that and I hear it is, this yeah. is why this is why Mick asked Lindsay to join the band is because of that album because yeah. of it's because really Simon amazing. and Garfunkel were busy. <laughs> they were. Fleetwood Mac has two self-titled albums. 
Well, yes, Weezer do. has like yeah. eight by this point. So, <laughs> are you comparing Fleetwood Mac to Weezer? Peter Gabriel has like I three or just four. Did. <laughs> well, they're both um, making music that is audible to human ears. <laughs> so you're saying this is not a good place to start with your Fleetwood Mac. I wouldn't. I wouldn't start here. And I mean, unless you are coming over, if you're venturing over to this side from, a, from country, this, this might be a, a good transition for you. That's not if, very country. There's, it's not. But like I said, transitional. Delaney, if you're a Delaney and Bonnie fan. If you're a Delaney yeah. and Bonnie fan and just, you know. I'm a John Lennon fan. I never put on Julian's albums. I'll tell you that. Oh, man. It's, a, it's a good place to start That's if you're at point. the dentist. There you go. <laughs> if you have so high blood pressure, to to if it, you yeah. have high blood pressure and you need to, if you're a Christy you McVean need... solo enthusiast who's never actually listened to Fleetwood Mac, no, this, this is, might this be the way good. to sort of yeah. slowly get Smooth yourself a transition. If you yeah. if you need to listen to something while you're dipping your white bread into a glass of water, this There's... might be the album for that. There you go. Well, um, unless there's anything else to say, I guess we'll wrap this wow, up. Yeah. Uh, this episode will probably be hitting the air uh, on like the 14th, so Tuesday. Thanks for having this me over, Tuesday? guys. Wow. I had a really good time. Oh, so is there anything we want to plug? Where can people find Ground Above Zero? Ground Above Zero, uh, we're currently recording our second album. Um, we're going to come out from the studio and play some shows this summer. Um our drummer, who cheats on us with the Gons, is uh, is always playing out like every weekend. But like drummers, the Gons buy me better gifts. He's a whore. I'm a whore. I'm a drummer whore. <laughs> Anybody out there need a drummer? Good song. <laughs> so watch for our for for our second album, uh, Valkyrie's Kiss, that should be coming out at the end. You've of already year. named it without the. I don't need nice, to. I need right. to. I don't need to ask you. Fair enough. We can, we can edit this later <laughs> if necessary, but keep an eye on nah. Twitter and Facebook and whatever. Yeah, ground Facebook, above, ground zero. above zero. Nothing too Twitter, fancy to look zero. for. Instagram, yeah. okay. Friendster, MySpace, <laughs> phone book. <laughs> we ha- we have a Facebook. We have we just hey have a hundred members now. We beat nice. hundred members. One hundred one. Hundred one members yeah. on our Facebook group. So if you want to join that, we have. Usually ancillary YouTube clips to every episode that <laughs> illustrate what we were talking about or just amuse us. Um, we are on Instagram and Twitter, but there's you know not a whole lot going on there. Um, feel free to rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and wherever else you get your fine podcasts. And um, this has been uh, Scott Livingston, Want a cookie? Matthew Marr, Logan Renard. And uh, Heather Haas, Kelly Prestridge, and tune in next week when we try and figure out who the hell this is. Jazz hands. Jupiter makes with the rain. Saturn makes with the crops. A nicer trade was never made, and hopefully never stops. Saturn's fields are dry, Jupiter won't stay fat, so Jupiter leaves his faucets on and that.